All right, so it's autumn, um, it's just turned April, and uh, to my mind that just means one thing, it's footy season. As the uh, leaves start to turn a bit brown, you get the itch for footy. The AFL's kicked off, uh, and I'm pretty happy actually. Uh, I, uh, my Saints are three and zip, so I'm very wrapped with that. But uh, my other great love is the old Brighton Football Club in the A-grade amateur competition, and uh, their season kicks off after Easter. So I thought it would be great to get uh, our new president of the Old Brighton Grammarians Football Club, Tom Clark, to join us to talk all things Old Brighton. And Tom, it's, uh, we're here on training night on a Tuesday night. We can hear the boys out there going through their paces. There seems to be a great deal of enthusiasm about the season ahead. Absolutely, Rutsi. Um, thanks for, for having me on. Yeah, we just moved back to South Road last week for training. We've been... Yeah. Uh, training all around the place in pre-season. It's good to be back at our at our home ground under lights and yeah, there is a lot of excitement building with the young group we've got so really looking forward to next week and the real stuff kicking off. That's fantastic and so off season, I mean a spectacularly successful season for the club last year. Uh, we made the grand final in the seniors and all oh, you two can talk me through it but we we had record numbers of teams, record numbers of participation across men and women's football programs, uh, lots of finals getting played. So, uh, but then there was change in the off season. So you've elected to uh, put together a new committee and a new coach. So, tell me a bit about the the changes and um, and a bit more about your presidency. Yeah, well, um, there's a bit to get through there, I guess. Last, yeah, it's a big question. <laughs> last year was um, it was a great year for the footy club. Uh, um, we had a record number of teams. Um, and you had seven or something. Yeah, we had seven teams for the first time. We fielded two women's teams, a, a, a first and a second. And we also had a thirds and a fourths teams uh, uh, fielded, Yeah, um, which was great. And we ended up having five of the seven teams make finals. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, the seniors, uh, the under-19s, who both compete in Premier Division, which is really, really strong football, yeah. probably the best local football comp in, in the country. And they both made the grand final. Um, unfortunately, went down, but... Um, still a successful season nonetheless and uh, our, our women's team made the prelim they um, were hit with a fair bit of unavailability as they um, got to the pointy end of the season but they had a great year and they uh, the, the women's program started in 2017 it's just gone from strength to strength really in terms of the improvement with the girls and the culture that they brought to the club so that's been great um, in terms of the senior side uh, things sort of clicked at the right time um, we had a fair few players um, playing VFL throughout the year and so availability was a bit sketchy, and we had you know the standard people go over to Europe during uh, mid-year after a couple it's, of years. It's with the uh, the amateurs curse, isn't it? That mid-winter break that, when young men uh, who play for the love of the jumper rather than any uh, financial incentive uh, take their take their trips overseas. So yeah, there's always a bit of a lull in winter. Yeah, that's right. Um, and with two years um, where we're all uh, locked in home and not yeah not playing footy, uh, there was probably a, a few more than usual, and that's going to be the problem again this year. But uh, the, the boys played some really, really good, fast, exciting footy towards the end of last year and put together some great wins. We had to beat OMs to to make the final four and they won really comprehensively and then they had some great wins against Old Zavs and who are a powerhouse, the Collegians who are a powerhouse as well. And then we came up against Skebs who, Skebs who are uh, with the best side all year and a really well-coached team, really good club, really great culture and they were a bit too good for us um, in the grand final. But overall, it was a, it was a really successful season. It was um, Hutchie's... Greg Hutchison's eighth season as our senior coach and he's just been incredible for the group and for the club and really great person, um, really good leader, coached the group really well and we're really lucky to have him but um, 
uh, at the end of the year decided to step aside. Um, he's 65 years old and you wouldn't think it um, from looking looked, at him or, looks, or anything like that. He's looks fitter than me. Yeah, no, he's in good shape, Hutch. And yeah. we saw we had a golf day um, on Sunday down at Moona Links and Hutchie was there and he got a group together with some of his mates and um, it was great to see him and I'm sure he'll be around. So, But yeah, Hutchie decided to step aside, um, uh, which paved the way for We went on a on a new coach um, selection process and landed with, with Dan Donati, um, who's, who took over late last year and has been has been excellent. Like, his record speaks for himself. And, well, his record's interesting. I I was at a lunch uh, last week or the week before and uh, spoke to someone where he coached out in um, North East. Uh, at Baldwin. At Baldwin. Yep. And some stat like seven... Yeah, you know, he coached five seasons. Five so. seasons, uh, four grand finals or something four like that. Four premierships. Four premierships, um, yeah. Five grand finals. Yeah. So he, um, yeah, and he's he a really good friend of mine, played for him at Baldwin, and when I was talking to him about uh, us being on the lookout for a coach and yeah. my involvement in that process, he said, we'll get nutsy. And, uh, <laughs> that's his nickname. And yeah, that's his nickname. Wouldn't and so, be a football club without a series right. of nicknames. So he just said he's the best coach that he'd ever had. And um, I was explaining to my mate what I thought our group needed. Um, someone engaging, um, someone... we had. We've, even though we had some success last year, um, we've got a really young group. It's an incredibly young team. We'll, yeah. And we'll, get, we'll talk more about that. I yeah. mean, it's not a team that... Uh, there's two aspects I think to our bright that make make us special. We don't go and get the XAFL footballers like everybody else seems to go and do. No, uh, we rely on the great connection of the community and the school and the kids coming through, and that makes it a very young team and um, I, I guess an impressionable group too. So very yeah, coachable, probably very coachable, and that's been well. I've no, well, I've been assistant coach of the of the senior side for the last five or six years. So I know the boys really well, yeah. and coach, coachability is one of their strengths. They're a really um, respectful, well-connected group, hardworking. Mm. Um, and I, even though they're young, we've had this group that's come through the school. They won three APS premierships in a row in uh, 14, 15, 16, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. And um, so even though they're, you know, our captain's only 25, and we only had one bloke over the age of 26 in the grand final side last year, there's a core group of eight, nine, 10, 11 blokes that have played seven years of senior footy together um, and played together at school. So there's been a bit of continuity mm. um, and they, you know, they play for each other. They love playing together. They're best mates. And it also means that they've been the drivers of a really strong culture that when the new players come in from the school or from, from elsewhere, but mostly the school, um, that they're really accepting yep. um, and they fall, in, fall into line. And we've been really lucky with the, the quality of footballers and, but more importantly, quality of people that have um, been coming into the club and, um, joining this core nucleus, and uh, it's an exciting time for the footy club. So Dan's or oh, Nutsy's fitting in well, is he? <laughs> He's been great. Yeah, right. the boys, yeah. Uh, the boys. You could, you know, they, there's been a lot of energy at training. And the boys have taken him. They're listening. They're engaged. Um, when we went through the selection proce- process with Nutsy, it was very clear that when he's in, he's all in. He's very passionate, um, and it's been true to a T. Like he's, he's, um, he wears his heart on his sleeve. Um, he lives and breathes it. You know, he's, he's on the text to the boys and to me and calling and thinking about footy and um, he's, what he brings um, to the coaching position. It's not just about football, it's about life and yeah. what he can give to them as people and how can they can grow as people. And I think that translates into more enjoyment and better performance and hard work and 
it's um it's Brilliant. been a really good preseason. So let's see how it goes um during the year. Yeah, it's all fingers crossed. Isn't <laughs> yeah, that's it? It. You know, no, uh, no one's winning in March or April. No, right? spot on, spot on. Um, so and, and you've brought a new team um to to run the club, not just yourself as incoming president, but a but a whole new committee um, yeah. behind you. So um. Give me some background on you and what, and what your motivations were to, to get involved in this uh, in this great club. Yeah, sure. Well, as I touched on, um, I've been an assistant coach for the last five or six years, um, since 2017. Um, before that, I went to the school and was an old boy, finished in 2005, but I was, didn't live in Melbourne for four years, so I sort of came down to the footy club in a permanent um, way as a player in 2010 um, and had a few really good mates playing, playing there at the time. Um, Played a mixture of senior and reserves footy and uh, won a reserves flag in uh, 2012, I think, and then was part of our senior B-grade um, premiership side in 2013. And I think there was five or six of us from our year at school, you know, some of my best mates, and that was a, a real highlight of mine and really loved playing footy here at the time. And I um, was on the committee for a few years during that period as well um, under Rob Jacoby, yep. um, who's a great man. Uh, and then under Gonzo, I think, for a year or two when he took over the presidency. Um, so I've been involved with the club for 12, 13 years in various capacities and uh, I just really care about the players, um, got great connections with them and uh, I know that a footy, football clubs are a really special place and it's been a really positive part of my life. I know it's, um, it's a place that regardless of what you're going through with work or, or life in general that you can come down to the football club and have a run around with your mates and um, can be a really joyful, positive part of people's lives. and. Um, I guess you take on a role like this because you want to give back and make sure that it's the same place um, as, it, as it has been for myself and others yeah. um, for our playing group. Brilliant. Um, yeah. And I guess it's a mixture of, you know, well, the goals are pretty, pretty straightforward, but one is to do what we can to make sure that the coaches and the players can do their job as best they can and develop as footballers and, and play really good footy. And the other place is to try and set the framework so that they can build a culture where it's a great place for, for them and for anyone who wants to to come down and get involved and get a lot out of it. Brilliant. Thanks, Tom. I mean, what I've noticed in the last few years, I mean, having, having played down here a lot earlier than you <laughs> uh, and been involved in this club for a long time as player and, and coaching and um, sponsor now and participant in and, and just enjoying it, the women's program has really changed the culture of this place. I mean, uh, it certainly smartened up the boys' dress habits yep. uh, on a Saturday afternoon and evening. Um, and I just think uh, women's football in general has done that around the the whole of Melbourne and, and in Indian State. I think it's improved things. I think the opportunity for young women to get involved in the game, which is a great game, yep. they love it. Um, I remember some of the girls who I know particularly well said to me when they played netball, they'd have you know, one person and a dog watching them, they come down here and they get cheered on, Yeah. you know, and they've got 300 people watching them. So for them, it's a great thrill to actually have people that care and come and watch their their game. So um, you want to comment on that? You, you yeah, no, concur with that, uh, that, that thought? Absolutely. I think uh, when the women's football program started here in 2017, there was an immediate boost um, to the football club just generally. We're sort of the same... Uh, the same that I said about the, the blokes that we had come through from those teams from the school, a lot of them, of, the, of their good mates with the, the girls that joined us. Yeah. And they've been equally as instrumental in developing that culture. Like we've got four girls, I think, that are still playing in their seventh season, um, you know, that come through, have come through with Harry Hill and Tom Fisher yeah. and are leaders within the club, not just in their football teams. 
Um, so it's added to the you know to the social side of things. Um, I look, I, I don't. It's hard to sort of describe. Um, uh, you know the change and what the culture is, but it's just generally been a better place. It's been more more inclusive, more people coming down. I think more friends and families, and it's opened up to, to a broader part of our community. And uh, um, it's something that we're really committed to to continuing. There has been some participation issues with local football for women's um, probably last year and this year. There was a huge burst um, yeah. when the AFLW started, mm-hmm. and we had COVID for a couple of years, so. You get this natural attrition with local football and, and girls dropping off um, um, after a couple of years of COVID. And, and the girls that were 15, 16, 17 during the COVID years weren't playing as much footy. So there's not as those p- players coming there's in to replace the, them. Yeah, yeah. So the big focus of ours is trying to um, we'll make the place as good as we can for, for our women footballers so that they want to stay and they can attract and bring their friends down. Um, and also establish pathways with local schools and football clubs so that we can con- um, continue to have... Um, new players coming in and trying to make women's football at Old Brighton um, as strong as it can be. Yeah, great stuff. Um, there's two sides to football clubs. Um, there's obviously the football side of it and mm. uh, the ambition there is to have all your teams um, playing good football, being well coached, um, you know, buying in and ultimately if the framework's there, playing some finals. And there's then, then there's the offside, off-field side, which is... The hard grind, really, of, of sponsors and, um, and and the fundraising that's required to keep clubs alive. Yeah. Um, infrastructure and uh, everything that goes around all of that. So um, just um, what's the latest status on um, the support we've got from community sponsors and the like? And there's a great talking point down at South Road here about this facility that we have that's been... Uh, We've been at loggerheads for some time with the local council. So, uh, any any thoughts you've got around around that? Well, you're definitely right in terms of the the work um, that goes into preparing for a season and running a club. I've only been doing this for a few months, but you have a, a greater appreciation and respect of the people that you know were giving up their time selflessly to, to doing all that they did. And you've got to thank the everyone that's gone before us, really. And mm. the immediate past president, Shane Young, was president for nine years, which is incredible. John Rawlinson as Vice President, Frank Cavallaro, um, Jan Davis, Corne Olivier, Alex Wilkinson, they're all guys on the on the on the previous committee that have stepped down and um, you know, you just I think we've got a really respectful playing group that understands what they did, but I think I've got a better appreciation for all the yeah. all the work that goes in and thankful what they've done over the last few years. Um, a lot of our focus has been on getting ahead around um, what needs to be done. Um, a lot of communication with sponsors and members and trying to figure out uh, what we need to do as a committee to get ready for, for round one. So, yeah, it's been – I'm, I'm in a lucky, fortunate position that the club's in a really good place. Like we've had some on-field success. And there's some great people here at the footy club. So it's a good time for people to stay involved and get involved with Old Brighton. So we've um, uh, had some success uh, bringing on new sponsors. Um, we've got – our principal partners in TLC Healthcare and Hodges that are recommitted, which is just fantastic. We've got the Marine Hotel in Brighton, which has been a big supporter, um, winning appliances, um, who have remained on board. And then um, we've had new major sponsors come on board, Inform, um, CVA, Property, uh, Cornerstone HR, Lighting Options, and Sumo Strength, which is um, probably my... The most exciting part of it, because there at Sumo Strength is a online uh, gym equipment 
supplier and highly helpful for the refurb. Well, that's right. Yeah, so we've cleared out the gym, um, and next week, a great mate of mine, Harry Cannon, and um, his company, Momentum Building, are going to uh, install um, the, the big H. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a good man. So he's a big H. So we're um, so that'll be great. I'm um, trying maximise the space and the facility we've got there. Try and make it as functional and. Um, well, these guys won't know themselves. Guys and girls won't no. know themselves with new gym equipment. Yeah, Fantastic. that should be good. So, and we've got. I've been engaging with Physio Sports. We've got Mick and Steve there. Have been yep. huge supporters for yep. over a decade now, and um, they're, they're heavily involved with the footy club. They just love it. Um, we're going to be doing injury clinics here on Monday night in the new gym, um, making sure that the stuff that we had accessible to our senior men's team are going to be accessible to the under 19s and Brilliant. the women's as well. So. Just like things like that and trying to get people who are really excited and keen to, to um, come along for the journey, um, to empower them to, to do that and, you know, get, we're open to getting all the help we can get and we've got some great people that are jumping on board. That's terrific to know because um, that's, that's the lifeblood of the club, mm. you know, the revenue that, that these people um, create for us. Um, how many teams this year? Um, we've got uh, obviously ones, twos, we've got threes, yep. unders. Got a fourths, maybe, maybe. The fours, where at the at this stage we've entered a fourths team, but you, you know, we've had the the seniors and the nineteens have been, and the girls have been uh, and, and training hard one, all pre-season. One or two girls teams, just the one just girls the one. teams, yeah. So that's going to be a powerful team. Is going to well, be a- it's a, it's an interesting one there because so the, how the VAFA do it is if you've got a first and a seconds team, you can play in the premier divisions of the women's competition. So last year we had a reserve side, so mm-hmm. we played in Premier B, yep, yep. and the girls were great. They're on top two of the ladder for for most of the season, and um, lost a few players to overseas and injury yeah. at the end of the year, and, and, and lost the prelim to the eventual Premier Scotch. Um, but this year, uh, Old Brighton, a couple of teams that were in A grade, that problem that I touched on earlier about um, about numbers um, has hit a few teams. Mm. So there's going to be some really strong sides. Um, that have played in Premier A, Premier B, and strong sides from from Division One from last year, which will be in Division One. So it's an interesting sort of uh, mix. It's hard to get a read on on what the form will be like. Um, mm. But yeah, they'll, they'll, we'll have a strong side. We've got about we've got nine new girls and a few of them that haven't played footy before. So um, it's great to get them down to the football club. And but I, I know there's a there's there's a number of the girls that are. They're in it to win it, and um, they, they try their heart out every week. So hopefully they can um, put a few wins together and play finals again because I think they've made the finals every year that they've, um, that yeah, they've been I in the comp. Yeah, I think they have, haven't yeah. they? Yeah, yep. have mighty effort. So um, strategically, what um, what's sort of your agenda this year? Um, you've, you've outlined before that you just want to create a great culture for, for the players yep. principally, which is, which is highly appropriate. But any other sort of ambitions that you have around um, the club this year? Yeah, I think, um, as I said, fortunate to take over when the club is in such a strong position. Um, ambitions are to to engage with our, our sponsors and our community, um, our past players, um, to to get them back down to the footy club as much as we can. Um, so probably to increase the communication there um, and the engagement so that we can... Um, bring in as much as our community as possible on, on the journey that we've got. Um, I want to support the coaching staff and the players so that they can just worry about football and uh, do what they need to do to, to train well and perform well and mm. enjoy being part of the club. Um, in, you know, in terms of small things, um, upgrades that we can do to things like the gym, 
um, and the programs that we run. We're introducing a, a wellbeing um, program in a couple of weeks. Um, so it's nothing so monumental. It's just sort of um, looking at ideas and feedback and listening to our stakeholders and seeing what we can do to help facilitate um, any improvements that we can. Um, just having a good two-way transparent relationship with our with our players and our stakeholders. Terrific. So um, round one um, uh, is away a uh, week after Easter. Yep. But then round two is our first home game. It's a blockbuster, it I is. understand. It is. So we have the four games on the one day. Yeah, that's right. Kicking yeah. off at uh, 9.30 with uh, literally the Jew kickers. Yep. <laughs> Which will be the unders, I assume. Yeah, the 19s. I think our, our fixture this year is structured so that our under-19s are going to be playing... Um, Quite at, a few at, of those morning yeah, games. Yeah, at, at, at home as, yeah. the, as the 9.20 game when our reserves and seniors play at, um, at South Road. So on, in round two, we've got the 19s playing Old Caulfield, um, which is great as well because uh, the Brighton Gummer school team... Shared, that's right. They, they shared they the drew, ABS Premiership. Yeah. yeah, that'll be a, that'll think, be a big game. Yeah, so that's um, it'll be good to reignite that rivalry at the um, at the old boys club. So that's a it's a hot start to the day, and then um, the reserves take on Haylebury, and it's uh, one of my good mates Tom Skews's 150th game. Brilliant. So there's a bit of uh, uh, planning going to that on the social events for some of the twos, and making that a, a big day for Tom, which is good. And we've got a. I was on a, in a WhatsApp group with our schoolmates and we've got a table coming to the lunch that day of blokes that have probably never have been to a, an old Brighton lunch that are going to come. I don't know what they're missing yeah, out Yeah, that's on. right. They'll, so they'll, we'll they'll convert them. Convert them. Um, we'll sit them on your table, Rutsy. Oh, I'm happy to, happy to host them. <laughs> and then... Um, and then the ones? The seniors, yeah. Play old Halebury who won the B-grade premiership last year. Yeah, and they've been promoted. And we, um, we play for the Gadsden Cup. Um, Peter Gadsden is an old Halebarian and a... Is that what you say? Is that, is that how you... Well, we call them many things. <laughs> um, and his wife, Pete and um, Yvonne are both life members of the club. Yeah. They've had three sons that played here. Um, uh, ben and Matt I played with and both won premierships here. Um, so they'll be, they'll be here for the lunch and it'll be great to compete for the Gadsden Cup for the first time in a few years. And then after that, the women are also playing Old Halebury. Um, and they've got a bit of a traditional rivalry because I think we've been in the same division for the majority of the seasons we've competed and they also play for the Grant Frawley Cup. So the Grant brothers established our women's football program back in 2017 and, and Spud Frawley um, was the coach of the, of the women's team as well at that time. And I remember watching um, our girls play Old Halebury in a, in a final out here and Spud was the coach and I think we were a much better side, but... Um, they made it a rolling mall around the ball, and it was shocking conditions. And um, just, just, that, just like he, he enjoyed right. it, Raven back he, in the day. He did a good job because we went. Um, my girlfriend Indy, who was captain of the women's team, we um, went and watched them play the next week, and they did the same thing, and they won again against Bowie, and then they um, and they won the premiership. So um, it'd be great to play for the Grand yeah, Frawley Cup because there's good history between our clubs, and a lot of the girls know each other. So um, it should be yeah, it should be a great day back at Brighton Beach. I think that's an epic way to kick off the season. I know it's this round two, but mm. uh, it's, it's a fantastic day. So I'd encourage anybody who's got any interest in local football to get around here. It's a massive day all day, um, and uh, I'm sure it'll be a sellout lunch and it'll be, be a great success. Um, any final words before we wrap this up? Tom? Uh, look, I guess, you know, as you said, it's great to have football back. Um, very much looking forward to the year. Um, anyone who's uh, in the Bayside community that wants to come down and watch some local footy, uh, this is the, the best local 
football competition in the comp. Um, and if you want to, you know, come to a lunch or have a drink after the game, uh, don't be a stranger. Come say good day. And um, it's always good to see as many people here as possible. It's a big part of my winter life. It is. Um, Saturdays I reserve. The only thing that keeps me away from this club is my other club that I support. But uh, this takes precedence in most cases. Yes, good to hear. Uh, it is a great football club. It's full of great people. Um, well done for stepping up. Um, I wish you and your committee all the best. I wish all the coaches and the players all the best for the season ahead. Let's hope uh, we can go one step further. I will say it's going to be did this year. It's going to be tough. Very but, tough. Uh, no, it's very tough. Um, if yeah, I know anything about Old Brighton, I will give it a red hot crack. So um, thanks for your time, Tom, um, and uh, all the best for the season ahead. Thanks, Rodzi. Cheers, mate.